This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale. Make sure to visit michaelhyatt.com slash Black Friday to get up to 50% off select products today. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker. Courtney, how are you this morning? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's been kind of a weird um, week. Um, actually, I think th- for a hot second, we did not think I was going to be here to record this episode. That's that's what the word was on the street, yes. Yeah. So we were surprised yeah. to see you this morning. Yeah, baby girl was, you know, trying to decide if she was going to come a little early. Um, and then I'm here, but the person that we thought was going to be here... Blake is not here. So what's going kind of on with an, Blake though? Yeah. Well, I think he may be a little um under the weather. Nothing, you know, I feel like I need to tell everybody, like no COVID things, just a little under the weather. So yes. um it's been like a topsy turvy week getting here. So yeah, but I'm I'm glad to be here, especially for this episode, because I think it's one that we all really need. Absolutely. So before we move on to that, though, overall, how are you feeling? You had a, a wild and wacky weekend, but how are you feeling today? Yeah. I'm I'm doing really good. Um, you know, just very very pregnant. Um, still, so, <laughs> uh, which is a very good thing. So, um, but I'm doing good. How was how was your weekend? The weekend was good. You know, we're in the middle of preparing for a move, so we're excited about that. Mm. But also, there's you know lots of little things that go along with that, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, that is quite the undertaking. And I'm sure, especially in a year like 2020, not always the easiest. Exactly. That's kind of been the theme of 2020. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's obviously, it's definitely been, you know, a challenging year, but have you noticed that the realities of the outside world are taking a toll on our productivity in general, or even just your sense of well-being? And I think, I think that's true. I think this year has kind of been riddled with you know, the expectation that we have to get stuff done, but then along with everything else, just our, our, the gas and the fuel to actually be excited about doing those things or really just the energy to do those has been impacted greatly. No, I totally, you know, partly it's because legitimately for everybody listening, like we really thought uh, baby girl was coming this weekend, but since she's not, I got home and I started to like look around at all the things, you kind of feel the pressure of like everything needs to be done and ready, like right now. And I was like, what have I been doing all of 2020? I've been living in this house nonstop. Why is this closet not organized? Why is this drawer such a mess? It was like, I don't know what I've been doing, but that I kind of stopped to be like, because it's been, you know, a really hard year. And, you know, every drawer did not get Marie condoed, you know, during right. the summer. You didn't fold the, ro- the rectangles. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there is like, and and obviously that's like our personal productivity. um, Mm -hmm. But I do think there is kind of that hardness of this year can certainly make you less motivated, you know, to really want to tackle things. And I think over time, you know, if we've gotten further and further in this, you can kind of sense like, am I doing good? You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I think it does take a toll. No, I agree. And I think that's what's um, exciting about this episode is we get to figure out and talk about what are some of the alternatives so we don't get buried mm-hmm. and just, man, it's been a hard year. I'm feeling like yeah. this. 
Um, but what's actually the opportunity in looking at 2020 in retrospect and saying, you know what, this actually wasn't as bad as I may have processed it in that time? Right. Or what can I do to continually figure out and look at things that happened or, or, or that are about to happen and say, hey, I'm actually grateful for this? Yeah, I totally agree. I think if we let ourselves keep shaming ourselves for our lack of Marie Kondo closets, <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a bad, you know, black hole. But, you know, as we've said over and over again on this podcast, of all the years to give ourselves grace um, on all the productivity from, you know, our personal productivity, things related to our, you know, most important relationships, our, our house, um, all the way to like what our productivity looks like day to day in our careers, I think we've got to have grace for ourselves. And so I am really excited to get to move from, you know, maybe, maybe you're listening and you're kind of in that dark hole or that like spiral of this is not really great to maybe a different way to frame that. We definitely don't have to feel like we're victims of 2020, um, but it's definitely all mm -hmm. in the way that we respond. And so that's why today we're going to dive into three reasons to cultivate gratitude. So let's get into it. Reason number one, gratitude gives us hope. Gratitude gives us hope, something that we all are looking forward to having, even as we draw 2020 to a close. Yeah, I think this is really huge. And I think it's really easy for us to not take the time to do this or to think that there is some sense of shame in finding gratitude in a year as hard as 2020. I, I don't know. Verse, have you ever thought that? Like, you're like, I, there have been moments in 2020 that I've been like, oh, this is a really good thing that has come out of this. Um, but sometimes I find myself like, oh, should I even feel good about something from this year because right. there's been so much loss and right. so many hard things. I don't know. This almost sometimes feels that tension. Yes. The tension that you're speaking of definitely makes sense because, you know, you hear just other people's stories of, you know, again, how challenging and rough this year has been. And you're finding things that hadn't been as bad and you don't want to step on their, you know, their moment. But right. I think it's also important that as things occur in your life that you're grateful for, especially in this year, that those things get highlighted because I think that also can bring hope to other people in this season. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, that combination of like, it's great to have empathy, um, but it is also critical that we don't let, you know, that empathy hinder our own gratitude. Um, because like you said, you know, this whole point, like gratitude gives us hope. And if we're not able to, to kind of look back and think, wow, that was a really hard year, but you know, I overcame that. And we're not able to leverage that for the future. You know, we're not able to say, hey, if I can get through that, you know, mm -hmm. like, and find some gratitude in that, we're not able to say this thing that I see coming, this next challenge, like, I've got that because I, you know, I can look in the rearview mirror and, and be grateful for some of the challenges that I overcame this year. Yeah. I think uh, Michael says this often. I might be paraphrasing here, but he says, you've survived 100% of all your challenges. Because we're here today and we can look back and say, yeah, that was challenging, but here's here's where we are today and here's what we can kind of recognize and have gratitude for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, verbs for you if you have some specific instances, but for me, I think as I look back on 2020, one of the things throughout this year that I just 
have been so grateful over and over again is the time that I have been able to spend with my four-year-old daughter. I mm. mean, I have spent more time with her than any of her um, other years of her life. And, you know, she's nearing the school age, you know, so there's kind of just this little gap of time that has been such a treasure. And I've been so grateful for that. And it's it's something that never would have happened had 2020 not happened. Now, I don't, you know... <laughs> Again, there's that tension of, I don't know if I would trade <laughs> 2020 for that, but I am, you know, I am really grateful for that. No, I agree. I mean, as a parent, just definitely when everything else shut down, there was a little bit of panic to where, you know, all of those energy activities that they can normally go to a soccer practice or, you know, run off some steam. Once those were gone, it was like, okay, this can be a challenge. But even in that saying, this is time that I'm going to be able to spend with my little ones that uh, I can take advantage of. And, um, you know, because obviously they grow quickly. Yeah. You don't want to just blow past opportunities that you have to seize those moments with them, even in the middle of a challenge like that to where yeah. you have to be creative <laughs> and figure out how can I get this kid's energy burned out? So Yeah, exactly. I will also say, you know, something else this year that I've looked back on more professionally is, especially when this all started, I was really unsure of how it would play out for our company, for Michael High and Company. And one thing I love about Megan and Michael, and if you're listening and you don't listen to Megan and Michael's podcast, Lead to Win, you should definitely go check it out. But they really set us up so well to be on the offense instead of a defense. It was like the boat that we were in could, you know, either be like paddling forward and like really going after it, or we could kind of like try to keep scooping water out of the you know boat and like mm -hmm. feeling like you're sinking. And it really, the different mentality in those two boats um, for us was huge for me. Um, I think if I had been on the defense feeling like, you know, I'm just trying to survive, like, you know, every day thinking, do I have a job? It would have been a very different year for me. Sure. And I'm just so thankful for that. I mean, I know everybody out there, when you feel like you've seen great leadership, you're kind of, you know, like, wow, that was amazing. And I've just over and over again, I've been really thankful for that this year. All right. So that was reason number one, gratitude gives us hope. Reason number two is gratitude creates an abundance mindset. Why is this important, Courtney? Well, I think this is really key, and I think this is where people get hung up a lot of times, is when we have a scarcity mindset, which is the opposite of an abundance mindset, mm -hmm. it is a zero-sum game. You know, it it says we've already done the best that we can, and it's all downhill from here. And I see this all the time. Like, once you have this in your, like, frame of reference, mm -hmm. you'll start to see it in every aspect of your life. But when you look at things from abundance that says like, hey, the best is yet to come, you know, there are ways to create win-wins. Going back to that boat illustration, you know, there's really nothing that changed about how we approach this year other than our mindset. And we approach this year from a mindset of abundance, you know, like the best is still to come. We're not, you know, cupping water out of the sinking ship. Um, and I think the really important thing is when we have an abundance mindset, we're able to see all of our options. 
we're able to pay attention to the resources that we have. We're able to take risk. This is huge for me. (laughs) For anybody that's listening that is in marketing, uh, I say this all the time when it comes to marketing. If you're afraid, like you cannot be a great marketer and be afraid because part of what makes great marketing is being able to take risk. And it is, it's just so critical. And that's true for a lot of roles. Um, You know, if you're listening, you probably are like, yeah, that, that makes sense. When you're too scared, when you're looking at a zero sum game that, you know, it's downhill from here. You just can't have your best decision making. You can't take risk. You're not going to be creative. But when you're when you have that abundance mindset, it's totally the opposite. You know, you're very generous. You're in a place of trust. You know, you're it's okay to fail. I think also Courtney, it's just again that mental shift from I have to survive to what can I do to actually thrive in this moment cuz you're going to get burned out just trying to survive without any hope of where you would want to end up or looking towards the future. Yeah, I think it's important that we just take a moment, do that exercise of looking at what's coming, you know, in the future and then asking ourselves, well, what is possible? What does this make possible? And doing Mm -hmm. that exercise for ourselves, writing those things down and challenging ourselves to say, this is where we are currently, but this is what could actually happen. What do I need to do to get there? Just that exercise is almost like tilling the ground to be able to get your eyes out of your current situation or where things are at, looking towards something that you want to see um, happen that could actually change how you're, current, you're viewing your current yeah. situation. And that that kind of fosters gratitude. I just think that question, what does this make possible, is so key, especially, yeah. and here's like, the trigger word. Like if you find yourself saying like, we could never blah, 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 or like that will never work. Um, that's where you kind of need to pause like red flag and ask yourself like, okay, well, what would it take to make this possible? You know? And that is kind of illustrates these two, you know, mindsets. One is like never, like it's not going to happen. There's no way that it could be better than it is now. And the other one says like, Okay, yeah, actually, no, there is, like, we are, we, there is a future. What, mm-hmm. what, what would it take um, to make this possible? Yeah, and I think it is important to acknowledge, yeah, there's going to be some things that you don't have the ability to, right. uh, to do that with. You know, there's some things that are just kind of landlocked, but there's also probably more things than you think that are available for you to do this, this process. Right, like my professional tennis career, you know. I don't know. Exactly. It's landlocked <laughs> for now. Until you have that baby, then you can start that, you know. For sure. Since I can't even <laughs> take a walk down the street, yeah, probably not going to happen right now. But um, I do, I just, I really believe in that question. I think it's such a great one. You know, if you're one of those people that likes to write quotes and stick them up places, like that is such a great one to, to have visible, maybe write it in your planner today. No, that's great. I love the fact that, you know, gratitude can actually help us cultivate an abundance mindset because it helps us switch from focusing on what, on what we don't have to what we do have. So when we're grateful for what we have, we're more likely to think in terms of abundance and not scarcity. So that was reason number two, gratitude creates an abundance mindset. Reason number three, gratitude keeps us connected. I love this one, but I'm going to let you start, Courtney. <laughs> well, I mean, I think when we are grateful, you know, it becomes really clear that we couldn't have done it alone. You know, when we look back, we're like, yeah, that was, I'm so grateful for that. But, you know, 
<laughs> I wasn't in that boat alone, you know, paddling along. It really gives you the sense of knowing like, yeah, ch- challenging, yes, um, but I was not, um, you know, I was never left by myself to figure that out. Yeah, and I think one thing about this past year is, you know, the the, the playing field was leveled, you know, in all sorts of ways as far as everybody kind of being in a state of uncertainty, not knowing what whether it's the economy or your your job or yeah. your career, career is going to look like. Once everything was shut down, everybody was kind of in the same position. Yeah, and that I think really established a moment of what you mentioned earlier, just empathy with each other, knowing that, hey, everybody's mm-hmm. got it rough right now because nobody actually knows what's about to happen next. And just the connections that were made, albeit, mm-hmm. you know, whether it been over Zoom or FaceTime or what have you, I think that actually made us want to connect more, knowing that we didn't have the normal access to friends and family and that sort of thing. And so I love the fact that there was extra effort to, you know, either uh, generate or maintain connections between between people during during this past year. Well, I already mentioned, you know, that this year I've been really grateful for the time with my daughter, and I am, you know, curious uh, to ask you, you know, how have you seen gratitude impact, you know, your most important relationships this year? For me, just knowing that there's relationships that I hadn't really had the time that I would want to to continue to foster and grow and. And really a a time of reconnection. So for me, that looked like, you know, uh, friends that I either grew up with that I'm still connected to going back and just doing, you know, everybody's kind of doing check ins now, sending a text and say, hey, man, we haven't spoken in a while. Just want to check in, see how you're doing. Or, you know, friends that you just because of life beyond 2020, you just hadn't had the time to really do a, a deep connection time with. And so I've been grateful with with reconnecting on those types of relationships, uh, friends that I you know really kind of either grew up with or you know we used to do music, so I had a group of guys. We were always on the road, so there's like a whole segment of life that uh, uh, we get to kind of go back and laugh and joke and, awesome. and kind of run through memories together. So I've been I've been grateful for those those reconnections. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like there's been a lot of that this year, uh, especially, and just the time to slow down and kind of discover some of those those relationships that you kind of had not neglected, but, you know, just because things are busy normally, you know? So yes. I think that is, is one of the, the great things about 2020. And I think another important thing here is, is kind of going back to what we mentioned in reason number one is when we're able to identify just those areas of gratitude in our own lives and, you know, not feeling shameful about, well, I, I had something good happen in 2020. Here's what it was. Yeah. But again, it, it helps other people become hopeful as well. So we kind of become, you know, agents of hope when we share those areas of gratitude because it mm-hmm. gives somebody else an opportunity to say, okay, you know, this is somebody I'm close with. They've had a breakthrough or, or eye-opening moment or a shift in the perspective of what's happening right now. And it's positive. I think I could do that too. Yeah. Well, I think it, it's so important because most of the things we're consuming right now from the media are really hard and really heavy mm-hmm. and Man, you can just again get in that that cycle and that you know. Honestly, it's one of the reasons I got off social media this summer was it was just not good. It was not helping me at all, and so it was hard to find the light when it was just you're stuck in what what I was feeding myself was not great. But I do think it's so important to like to be grateful for each other, to rejoice in other people's like successes and what has gone really well this year, you know, and and. And being able to acknowledge those and celebrate them together is really key.
All right, so we're just going to recap why gratitude matters. Reason number one, gratitude gives us hope. Reason number two, gratitude creates an abundance mindset. And reason number three, gratitude keeps us connected. So we've been going over why gratitude matters, but some of our listeners may be wondering how they can practice gratitude more regularly. And so we have a list that we want to share with you guys. Well, first, before we share that this list, there is, um, I, I can't tell y'all yet what it is because this episode is going to come out before Black Friday, but we do have a special thing coming out on Black Friday that will help you with this with your planner. So nice. sorry for the tease there, but I'm really excited for you all to see it. It's going to be great. You're going to be so excited. So the first practical way um, that you can do this is journaling. We've talked a lot about it. If you've missed our more recent episodes about journaling, go check those out. Um, the next is, you know, writing something you're grateful for in your planner as part of your workday startup and hint, hint, um, the Black Friday thing might have something to do with this. Another thing you can do um, is creating a gratitude ritual with your spouse or your family. Courtney, I don't know if you do this, you know, during yep. Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. everybody goes around the table, share what they're grateful for. Yeah, we actually do this every night. Um, uh, you just up the ante. Well, you know. Honestly, if I don't make it a habit, it's probably not going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Next is taking advantage of something psychologist Timothy Wilson calls the George Bailey effect. And that's imagining your life without something valuable to you and notating why you're grateful for it. Hmm. That's good. Another thing you can try is implementing a gratitude practice at Thanksgiving. So, um, Maybe you use like the ABCs and come up with something that you're thankful for, for every letter of the alphabet. The next is just going around the table and talking about why you're thankful for each person around the table. Um, this is actually something verbs that occasionally we do on the marketing team and has just been amazing. Uh, so again, I know we're talking about doing this at Thanksgiving, but this is something you could do even in a professional setting, which in my experience has been really just really beautiful moments in our connection as a team. Yeah. You can also try just making a grateful list. Just take some time. Uh, give yourself some space to where you can think about these things and jot them down. Yeah. Another is just making a goal to thank someone for something specific every day or maybe once a week. Man, I think that last one is fantastic. It's almost like a slow pitch for anybody because just even as you interact with people throughout your day, just think of something. Hey, hey, thanks for such and such. I'm grateful for boom, you know what you might have done. I'm grateful yeah. for whatever it might be. So I think the key to gratitude is just being observing, as we, especially as we move throughout our days, whoever we interact with, or just you taking some time to yourself to kind of assess your day. I think any practice that causes you to notice more is definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, and speaking of verbs, uh, being observant and just being grateful for people, um, we should say how grateful we are for the people behind the show that aren't always talking like Absolutely. Um, Nick, our producer, and Hannah, who is one of our writers. And Nick, uh, why don't you say hi to the people? Because I think you're going to join us for a little bit. I am. I'm taking advantage of um, the absence of Blake to just commandeer this segment. <laughs> Wait, before you say that, Nick, we just want to say that we're grateful for every single thing you do. But not only that, the guy that you are. 
You're just great and fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I, I am, that is very true. I am constantly grateful for my interactions with, um, you know, the host of these podcasts and Michael Hatton Company in general. And I'm not saying that just because they pay me money. Uh, the, <laughs> I said, recently on Lead to Win, uh, I had said that every interaction with somebody at Michael Hyatt is like the best version of that interaction. And so it really mm. is true. Everyone is so kind and sweet. And you guys are so, uh, so kind to have me here and to put up with what all the things we do. But uh, we're going to do something. We, you have not seen the questions I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a few questions just to think about as a way to encourage uh, gratitude practice here in the show. And if you're listening at home, perhaps you can use this as inspiration for yourself as you're driving or walking or whatever, just to think about. So uh, we got three questions. And, okay. um, you know, whenever you hear it and you have an answer, just feel free to start talking and we'll go from there. So. What are you grateful for about your co-hosts? Oh, this is so funny because we were giving that tip earlier. I'm like, do it with your uh, your employees. I had no idea this question was going to be coming. Uh, does that mean I need to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, that Courtney loves to go first on these sorts of questions. No, I'll go. I'll go first. Actually, I love um, being able to just interact with Courtney and Blake uh, just every time we get on a, a recording and just to hear just the wealth of wisdom and um, knowledge that they're able to bring to the table that really uh, not only not only do I learn from it, but I know our listeners um, are able to just pull some great insights just from hearing them not just talk through their own experiences, but able to bring some important insights mm-hmm. um, that I think the people listening benefit from and ultimately brings transformation to their life as well. So I'm glad I just I get to be a voice here um, interacting with you guys and absorbing some of that as well. Thank you, Courtney. And thank you, Blake. Well, thank you, Verbs. And, you know, I we're joking about who's going first. This is actually really easy for me. And Verbs, my husband and I actually were talking about you last night because you just recently did a video for um, our last book release, No Fell Habits. Yeah, yeah. And Chase was watching it and he said, wow, Verbs, wow, he's really good at that. And I was like, Verbs is just the best. You know, we had a whole conversation about how great you are. And I will say for everybody listening, Verbs is like the most consistent person. You know, like I love those people that are just great people, but like consistently great. You know, they're just all the time. And I love that you have fun. I don't know. Verbs, do you remember that time we did a, uh, it was like a um, murder mystery <laughs> date night yes. thing. Yes. And I just, I love, you You know how to have fun as well, um, which obviously, you know, I love well, as well. So thank you for that, Courtney. I, I'm blushing now, but thank <laughs> you for those compliments. And, and then Blake, I mean, gosh, I can't imagine doing this podcast without Blake. Um, I remember when we first did a little test run together and I was really unsure, you know, how it was going to go. And at the end of it, I was like, I, and honestly, guys, I'm sorry. I laugh so much on these podcasts, but I can't help it. Blake just makes me laugh all the time. And I am really grateful for that, especially in 2020, I will take all the laughing I can get. So yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful for um, both of your friendships. Okay. So here's number two. What are you grateful for about the full focus community? What I love is that so many people are really authentic about 
mm-hmm. what they're trying to go after, but also where they need to improve and like willing to ask for help. I just, I love when we get callers that call in um, and ask us questions. Um, but I think that's really true of what's happening in that community as well. You know, that people are so supportive of each other, you know, really cheering each other on. And, you know, I think again, in years like this, you need that, you know, it really is motivating and kind of keeps your spirit up. Cause again, we've all been in this together um, and mm-hmm. it hasn't been easy, but there's a lot of things we can look back on and be grateful for. Yeah. I think, and likewise, I think just the camaraderie and the, uh, the vulnerability in the group, the fact that people are willing, you know, to hop in there with some of their challenges mm-hmm. and then have a whole thread uh, begin yeah. about how other people, what other people might be doing that they've, you know, experienced some success in with their planners, and just that whole volley of back and forth. Just hey, let's uh, let's let's get you going to where you're confident and and can get over some of these hurdles that you're experiencing right now. So I love that. And lastly, we've talked about 2020. Talked about what a difficult year it's been. Just almost top to bottom. It's almost insane to realize that this has been the entire year of just stuff. Mm-hmm happening. But what are the things that you're grateful for in 2020 specifically? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's been important, even at this stage of the game in 2020, is, you know, there's still time on the clock. So just like we talked about earlier in this episode is what can we do with the time that we have left? You know, what else is possible? And just taking ourselves through that exercise to identify what those things are. But saying that to also say I'm grateful and again, not because I'm a staff member or a team member here at Michael Hyde and Company, but I'm grateful for the fact that uh, Michael and Megan both did a phenomenal job of stating that to our team way back in March, you know, not knowing how everything was going to unfold. But they did that, the work of looking at, hey, what is possible? Where do we want to land at the end of this year? And did an excellent job of communicating that to us as a team, which added to our confidence, which added security, uh, I think, for us. And that was one thing we didn't really have to worry about, kind of the ins and outs of, you know, where we were as a company or where we were as as far as our place in the company. But they gave us something to look forward to and uh, were able to cultivate hope, I think, from the top to the bottom, just by being leaders who communicated that, who did the work of seeing what was possible and then walked us through that mm-hmm. every step of the way. Well, Verbs, you kind of stole uh, mine. And honestly, I've already talked about, you know, time with my daughter and how that's been amazing. You know, I have to also say, even though it was very unexpected, but I am very grateful to be having a baby in 2020. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I ever would have uh, written a story where I was having a baby during a pandemic. Um, But nonetheless, um, I am really, really grateful. It is definitely happening. And I'm really grateful for that. And I would just, I mean, I, I feel like I would be remiss not to say, Again, you know, it has been really, it's been, it's been a year, you know, it's been a hard one. And I think it would not have been the same without really good friends to walk alongside me during this year. And I'm just, I'm really, really thankful more than ever for those relationships. And um, yeah, I'm excited that 2021, that those will just continue to grow because of, because of a challenging year. So you don't have to feel defeated by 2020, but by cultivating gratitude, you can become more hopeful, leverage the power of an abundance mindset, and experience greater connection to the people you love. 
Courtney, do you have any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? Well, I just, I would um, spur you on to just, you know, find the next person you run into, like find something to be thankful and tell them about, you know, just this can kind of be like, yeah, that's, that's great. But I would just encourage you just go ahead and take action on it. Honestly, it will make you feel better immediately. So just, just go do it. With that being said, I just want to thank Hannah Williamson, our scriptwriter, for focus on this. Without you, none of this would be possible. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, true. you are a brilliant individual and we are grateful for you. So thank you. And thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and remember the hashtag focus on this podcast. And we will be here next week with another great episode. So until then, stay, stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale. Make sure to visit michaelhyatt.com slash Black Friday to get up to 50% off select products today.